All right. Well, th thank you. It's uh, lovely to see how many people uh, have joined in here. There's so many people from all over the place, and it's I was thrilled again to hear Katie's testimony, and particularly that in the middle there where she said that she really experienced and felt the love of God, and then she spoke about the love of other people experiencing that. That's I can't imagine what that must be like to come out of sort of darkness into that love of both of God and people. So that was just wonderful to hear. I'm going to talk about uh, prisoners today um, because we've been uh, in lockdown in various forms all over the place. We're just coming out of it here. And uh, so I thought I'd talk about prison and prisoners. And I'll give it a different version of this talk the first time in Vanuatu a few years ago. So I'll just run through it. We've only got 10 minutes. In the creation and the purpose of God, there are only two types of people, and they are both prisoners. The bulk of people uh, are still in, and all of us have been, the prisoner of sin. That's whether the, the, the person is in a physical jail or not. That's nothing to do with that. And then there are other people who are like we are now, people born of water and the spirit, who are described as being a prisoner of Jesus. So we know very well in the world there are many types of prisoners, some justly in prison, some unjustly, some prisoners of conscience, some prisoners because of physical or mental ill health. I think Katie says something about, like she didn't use the word prison, but a shell around herself, I think, is one of the issues that she had to sort of face when she was struggling with mental illness issues. Some are prisoners because of poverty, some because of political, religious systems, and so on and so on. But we know that Jesus, his whole, his birth, his ministry, his death, and his resurrection is to bring mankind out of captivity to the devil and to sin. Isaiah 42, 7 says to open the blind eyes, bring out the prisoners from the prison, them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. And the other scriptures in Isaiah that you know very well, and in Luke 4, where it's repeated, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. John 1 talks about Jesus, the word as the light shining in the darkness of the of the mind and the experience of mankind. And in Colossians 1.13, it refers to being delivered from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And the, the song there from New Zealand referred to us being subject and in a kingdom with a king. So <clears throat> the, uh, the story is about coming from one kingdom to another. Now, mankind are lawful captives that's captive to sin and darkness and death we, we all know the reason because of the, uh, the failure of adam and eve to obey just one clear instruction and then the failure of man to live according to the righteous law of god um, that's why we are lawful captives to sin it was it's a sort of justice a just result a consequence of our failure and not only captive, but we're in fact dead to the possibility 
of life and freedom. The problem is described very simply in Ephesians 2, 1 and verse 5. You were dead in trespasses and sin, and he's quickened us together with Christ. There's a little couple of things from those verses. So the fact is, if you've always been in jail, then maybe there are people uh, listening and part of this group tonight who have been physically in jail. But I'm saying to you that we've all been in jail as far as the plan of God is concerned before we came to him. And being in jail, people have no idea. You have no idea of the life outside. In fact, you're really dead to it. So in Isaiah 49, Isaiah asks the question and he gives the answer. So it's 49, 24 and 25 is a question and an answer. And the question in verse 24 is, shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? The mighty, the terrible is the devil, who is the king of this world, has the right, the lawful right to keep man in his prison. And in the Bishlama Bible in Vanuatu, He's described as the rubbish king, believe it or not, R-A-B-I-S, the rubbish king, a very appropriate name for the devil, I reckon. So who's being asked this question by Isaiah? Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? So I've got four or five different people who could be being asked, which we don't expect to find answers here tonight, but... Just to put it to you, if the devil was asked that question, what would he say? Well, I might make a little comment. He would say they are lawfully where they should be. Natural man, if you asked him that question, shall the prey be taken from the mighty, the lawful captive? He wouldn't really understand what you were talking about. Hmm. If you ask God the question, well, you'll find out in the next verse, verse 25, uh, is what God says. What would you say? You know there is a choice. Shall the prey be taken or the lawful captive delivered? You wouldn't say, no, I want to stay in jail. At least I don't think you would. Or would you say, let me out? I I believe Jesus can free me, can get me out of jail. Or if somebody else asked you the question, what would you say? Well, I know what we would say. We would say something like, I can't let you out myself but I can tell you about somebody who can let you out. If you ask Jesus the question, what would he say? Verse 25, but thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty rubbish king shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible rubbish king shall be delivered, for I will contend with him that contends with you and I will save your children. So there's been a fight, and that fight continues. We know that in one sense, uh, Jesus dealt with the devil once and for all when he became the sacrifice for the sin of all mankind, was buried and was resurrected. And in a sense, for those that believe, The devil is buried. He's left him in the grave. But unfortunately, the devil is not without power in the world today. And we see the uh, consequences 
of his continual um, desire and work to disrupt the love of God and the plan of God everywhere we look, sadly. So think about freedom. Think about the freedom that you have. Remember, it's a freedom to rejoice not only in what God has given you in this life now and the blessings that come and even the difficulties that come that you're able to join together with him in him solving them in your life, but there is this wonderful anticipation of the life that is to come, the eternity that is to come when we are truly free. So by to finish, and I know that's getting close to the 10 minutes, so look at those two verses subsequently, Isaiah 49, 24, and chapter 49, verses 24 and 25. And just remember that the captives are lawful because of sin, the failure of Adam and Eve, failure to comply with the law, and then the wonderful answer is like the freedom fighter has come and opened the, 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 the doors of the jail and let us out, and now we walk together with him. But I want to read a couple of verses out of the next chapter of Isaiah just to finish this off. It's Isaiah chapter 50 and... Uh, Bob, I think you've switched yourself off there, mate. Um, just, yeah, you put yourself, that's it. Sorry, I think I touched my the keyboard. Okay, I'll, re- I'll start again um, from verse 5 of chapter 50 of Isaiah. The Lord God's opened my, mine ear. I was not rebellious, neither turned way back. Gave my back to the smiters, my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame. And spitting, the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint. He's not going to fail. And I know that I still will not or shall not be ashamed. And then finally, the end of this chapter, and I love these two verses, same chapter 50, verse 10 and 11. Who is among you that fears the Lord, that obeys the voice of his servant? It's wonderful that Jesus is the servant of God as well as being the king over the kingdom. And he is the servant of us in that he had took all that we done wrong and dealt with it once and for all. That walks in darkness and has no light, let him trust in the name of the Lord Stay upon his God. Behold, all you that kindle a fire, that compass yourself about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire. And it's all about you and what you can do and what you can't do and all those sorts of natural things that you have kindled. This shall you have in mine hand. You shall lay down in sorrow. So is it freedom or would you rather build a little fire inside 
the cell of rejection of Jesus. I know we would say, no way we're going to do that, but we need to be so careful. And I'm going to go back to what Katie said. We know that God loves us. We know that other men and women who are also children of God love us. Then we won't go back and just light our own fire. Amen.